0: podcast we hope you'll enjoy this message by Pastor Joey Bonifacio hello everybody and welcome to this segment of meditating on the Word of God and as you know in the previous month we did a series on spiritual quotient. the idea behind this was to alert you and to open your eyes to the truth of a spiritual world and we did say that we mentioned five verses out of the book of Ephesians beginning with in the heaven or rather ending with the words in the heavenly realms. We said that in the heavenly realms is where, is where all our blessings are, where our strength and power reside, and it is where our manifold wisdom is. And finally, it is also where our struggle is. And our struggle, as we've said in previous messages, is with the thief. The thief we found in John chapter 10, verse 10, that says, The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God, or Jesus, has come that may have life, and have it to the full or in abundance. The thief, as we said, is the word kleptes and the word to steal is the word klepto. Then we talked about how the thief steals from us through temptation, deception, condemnation and accusation. We even saw how he actually cages us to destroy us. Then in October, at the beginning of October, we shifted to what does the thief actually steal from us? Knowing this is important because knowing what he's trying to steal alerts us further Into how and why he's stealing from us. Matthew chapter 6, we began in October, verse 19 says, Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, or where thieves break in and steal. And here we find the word thieves, which is the same word in John chapter 10, verse 10, kleptes. We also find the word steal, which is the same word in John chapter 10, verse 10, klepto. And finally, it explains to us exactly what the devil or the thief steals from us. It is our treasures, or thesaurus, or basically the things that are valuable to, for, to us and for us, chief of which is God himself or our relationship with God. Obviously, he can't steal God, but he can steal our relationship with him. Finally, in verse 21, we said, for where your treasure is, or Jesus said, there your heart will be also. Our first message was about the values driven heart and how this connects to vision, which we discussed last week, And today we see what he really steals or even how he does it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 continues, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one or love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And here we find one of the first clues to understanding this message. No one. No one can. In other words, don't try to attempt to do this because you and I can't do it. This idea of serving two masters will fail us. There's no one who can ever do that because mastery is being mastered over. In other words, somebody takes control over our lives. Further, it says you cannot serve both God and money, and it's either God or money that you will be serving. The bottom line is a values driven heart will someday deal with this idea of money. Much of life will be a conflict in this area of our lives. Fact is, we need money, and if we're honest with ourselves, we want money, and Jesus has nothing against money. The difference is he wants to make sure you're not serving it, but you're serving God. The point is, like anything else, it ends with this conflict of life in business, whether family, whatever it is you're doing, there will be this conflict of who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve God or money? Thus, I've entitled this message, Mastering Money. To begin with, how does money master us? And this is the beginning point of what I want to explain. As I've explained, we need it. At some level, we want it. And Jesus has nothing against it. The issue is who are you serving or what are you serving? So that how does money actually master us? Well, first of all, the verse is clear. It draws our hearts. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. Now notice the words, hate. That's not a thing in your head. That's a thing in your heart. Love, devoted or addicted to or despised. These are matters of the heart. And where our heart is or where our value is, there our heart will be drawn. And particularly, one of the most powerful things you're going to find is money. In fact, it is likened to God. It is so powerful, it can literally become your God, your master, or the very thing that you serve. How does money master us? It draws our hearts. Secondly, we worry about it. Now, further in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, It says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about what life, about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body or even your clothes or what you will wear. Notice that right after he talks about this idea of serving God and money, the word worry comes up. Worrying about life in one way or the other is about money. In fact, the more, when you really think about it, it probably does not escape your mind every day of your life. And that's the reality. That's the conflict. And that's why it's important to decide who you're going to serve, because that conflict will make you make decisions either way. How does money master us? It draws our hearts. We worry about it. And down in chapter 6, verse 31, it actually says this. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? There it is again, this idea of worrying. And how, does, how do you know you're being mastered by money? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. It's when you start running after these things, or your time is consumed, your worry is consumed because your heart's been driven to that direction. That's how money masters us, takes control of us, and makes us make wrong decisions that put money ahead of God. Now, the second thing you need to understand is why you don't want money to master you. To understand that, let me give you my second point: a contrast of God and money. Now, first of all, if you want to understand the difference. God is stable, money is not. If you're too young or too old to understand this, you need to understand something about money. It's never there all the time. God is. It is usually unstable as the economies change in our lives. As currency fluctuations happen, as wars, as oil prices change, money is not stable at all. However, God is. Now, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, it says, In him, in God, for in him were created all things in heaven and on earth. Think about it. How stable God is. Everything that you see in creation, things both in heaven, which you do not see on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Nothing could be more stable. Now, more than that, it says, verse 17, he's before all things. And in him, all things hold together. Take God out of the equation, you have a very unstable situation. In contrast, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 5 says, Cast but a glance at riches, and they're gone. For they will sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. When you put yourself under the mastery of money, you put yourself in a very unstable situation rather than putting yourself under the mastery of God who is stable. Secondly, God is infinite, money's not. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 17 says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is without reach. You're the infinite God who made the heavens and the earth. Think about the unlimited vastness of the galaxies and think about how big the earth is and how unlimited the resources of God is. In Luke chapter 18, verse 27, Jesus said, What is impossible for man is possible with God. In other words, money, there are certain things it cannot answer. It cannot answer broken relationships. It cannot answer some of our health issues. It cannot answer some of the things in life. Depression and some things cannot be resolved by money. But God is stable and is infinitely unlimited money is not. Finally, God satisfies money does not and cannot. Psalm chapter 107 verse 9 says, for he satisfies the longing of the soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. That's the amazing thing about God. When we put ourselves under the mastery and the sovereignty and the rulership of God, our soul is satisfied and our hungry souls are filled with really the good things in life, the valuable things in life. For the most part, that's him. In contrast, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves abundance with his income. It's this to is vanity. It tells us that we will not be satisfied. And by the way, let me just tell you the truth. The truth is through the years, the decades that I've lived on this earth, I found this to be true. Money never satisfies. You're always in need of more and more things and even the abundances of life. You're never content. You've got two shoes, three shoes, five shoes. You got Nike, you got Adidas. You got you got more, 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 more because at the end of the day, this too is vanity. The contrast of God and money is clear. God is stable, money's not. God is infinite, money's not. God satisfy, money does not. Which brings me to my final point. How do you actually master money? Well, first of all, make God your master. The idea is that God does not master money. God masters you and masters your heart. And when that heart becomes right, you're able to master money. Back to Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? At the end of the day, there will be conflicts in our hearts. Trust me when I tell you, you're going to be conflicted. If you're a boss, you don't want to retrench your people, but because your company's losing money, you're going to be conflicted and you're going to have to decide whether you're going to do it or not. And it's a money issue. You're going to have conflicts about where your kids are going to go to school, where you're going to give this thing. You're going to leave an inheritance. Conflicts about money will keep happening. And that's why it's critical to make sure who your master is, because it's not about the conflict, whether you're going to have a conflict or not, It's about what decision are you going to make once you face the conflict. The funny thing about most believers or Christians is they think that conflict's not real. The fact of the matter is your life is full of conflicts. The question is, who is your Lord and what will you do after you encounter the conflict? Verse 47 says, as for everyone who comes to me and hears my words, and what puts them into practice? It's not about the concepts. It's not about the thinking. It's not the fact that there's an absence of conflicts the question is, what are you going to do when you encounter the conflicts? He says, if you do this, I will show you what you're going to look like. There's like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And what is that? Do it. Rather than just talk about it, do you actually do it? He says, when the floods came and the torrent struck, that house could not be shaken because it was well built. It was stable. It was lasting. It was something that stood the test of time. Why? Because you've learned to make God your master. And how do you make sure that God is your master? How do you make sure you master money? Number one, make God your master. How do you do that? Effectively, come to him daily. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all of you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Money will not give you rest. Money will demand more things from you. Money will your bosses and your... I'm not saying something bad about your bosses. The fact is you're going to do it because you want more money and it will keep getting you burdened and weary and it will not give you rest. Jesus, on the other hand, says, if you come to me daily, all of you are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke, this idea of slavery. Yoke is something that's put upon you, a, a burden, a weight. And he says, if you take my yoke, it's actually good for you because you will learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So how do you master money? First of all, make sure God is your master. Number two, come to him daily. And finally, enjoy the love of your master. One of my favorite all-time verses in the Bible is found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse five. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. By the way, just to be clear, God's not saying he hates money. Jesus actually says, I will add all these things to you. It's the love of money. Keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. Why? Because when you do that, you will see and understand how much God loves you. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I remember the day I read this verse. I used to think that that verse was something about just the presence of God. And then I realized this verse, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, is directly connected to money. And the more I understood that, the less I had love for money or be worried about money or be mastered by money, but went under the mastership and the lordship of my God. How do you master money? Make God your master. Come to him daily and enjoy his love. Let me summarize this message for you. How does money master us? It draws our hearts. We worry about it we end up serving it or running after it. Secondly, the contrast of God and money. Why you don't want money to be your master. God is stable, money's not. God is infinite, money's not. God is a good master, money does not. Or money God satisfies, money does not. And finally, how do you master money? Well, first of all, make God your master. Come to him daily, enjoy the love of your master. Join me in a short proclamation of Jesus, Pick up a piece of bread and a cup as you pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, thank you that we can proclaim your goodness, your mercy, your grace and most of all, your love for us, that we don't have to be under the servitude and master and be mastered by money, but we can be mastered by you, and we can serve you, thus be able to master money ourselves. In your name Jesus, we pray, and everyone said. Amen. If you have not yet downloaded the app, the SQ app will help you pray, meditate, proclaim, and fellowship and come to Jesus every day. Get the app, download it, click this code so you can get in the app and start your day praying, meditating, proclaiming, and fellowshipping with Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the Every Nation Singapore podcast. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. For more information, visit everynation.org.sg